0: and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Welcome back, Podcasts and Amplify listeners. So today on the podcast, we have Tiffany Atkinson. She's the founder and CEO of Tiffany Atkinson Consulting. She's a fabulous speaker and she is on a mission to empower women to create the business of their dreams. She has done a lot of things in her career from being an army paralegal to getting her bachelor's in graphic and web design. She's founded a nonprofit, like she's just a real powerhouse. And then she decided, oh, I'm going to start a branding and marketing agency as well. So she's really uh, committed to helping as many women as she can to fall back in love with their business and create a thriving life. So welcome, Tiffany, to the show.
1: Thank you for having me back, Kristen.
0: Yeah, So this is (laughs) Tiffany's second time on the show. We like to bring back guests who we just will love chatting with and bring so much value and heart to the podcast. And Tiffany's definitely one of those people. So she is going to talk to us today about embracing your imperfect journey. And I think this is really important because a lot of us can feel like we need to show up with everything figured out, flawless, perfect, yeah. like we have our shit together. And <laughs> a lot of times we don't, a lot of times we're just like figuring it out as we go. And so I thought this topic that Tiffany actually speaks about on stages, she would be the great person to chat about this with. So let's start talking about why does preventing this perfect or maybe even like palatable version of yourself actually hurt your business?
1: I love that you use the word palatable. I think I'm going to start using that now when I talk about this. Um, so we all have a brand. We all have a story. And so a lot of times we lose sight of the fact that at the end of the day, our brand is supposed to be our story. So whether it's your personal brand, whether it's the brand for your business. And so with that, we have this kind of urge in us that. We need to tell the perfect story. And so why that ends up not working a lot of times. And I mean, I did that like in my uh, career, I'd probably say I spent the first eight and a half years of my career trying to position this perfect story. And it's really been just the last year and a half where I've been fully myself said, hey, you know, like F the palatable palatable version of Tiffany, like I'm just going to be me. And if that's not palatable for you, I don't know what to tell you. Um, So not my problem, not my problem. You don't have good taste (laughs) with that. With that, um, it just puts us in this place where we, you know, we feel inadequate because it's like we show up with this perfect mask, but then we're not really perfect. Or we just feel like we can't be ourselves because we're not being ourselves. And so over time, obviously um that leads to like lacking in confidence and then if you don't have confidence it just it eats away at things and so that's really what happens like we think that oh that's going to be the thing to get people to like us but then it's just hard to keep up with
0: yeah it's hard to keep up with it's so much easier for you to show up your flawed self right because yeah. you're not going to disappoint anyone and that perfect version of you, it really prevents connection to your community because That's true. no one's perfect, right? Nope. And it doesn't let them see themselves reflected in like, oh, they get me because they've gone through those same trials and tribulations and had to figure things out. So then how can we see our mistakes as positive? Like, how can we just own these Missteps and that messy middle. Like yeah. I love that you talk about this.
1: As far as like owning the mistakes, owning like your struggles, your messy parts, that messy middle, like you talked about. It really is just a journey. Like I wish I could say like I'm an expert at it now. I'm not, I've gotten a lot better. But it really is just there's good in like everything. And so mistakes in particular, one of the good things about that is well mistakes often mean that you have taken some risk so that's a way for people to connect to you like talk about the risk you've taken or you learn lessons from mistakes so talking about you know the lessons that you've learned from some of the mistakes that you've made i know you and i have had conversations kind of offline about that like exchanging lessons we've learned from mistakes and as people we do that all the time so that's another thing Um, I was like talking about struggles and say for when you talk about struggles, it's a great opportunity to talk about strengths because we think like of struggles as weaknesses. And for some of us, they are, but in order to overcome a struggle, well, that takes some strength that takes some resilience. And so when you talk about like your struggles, it's a good chance for you to start talking about the strengths that you built up because of them. And then the messy parts of our story, I know me, In particular, it's funny, like you mentioned, all the different kind of avenues I've been on in my journey, in my bio, it took getting to like the last year and a half to actually start talking about those things. Because for me, I'm like, well, this doesn't fit like paralegal and graphic design and a nonprofit. It it doesn't all make sense. But like when we actually start talking about those things, it makes a lot of sense for people. It can help people understand your journey. So that's why I always say keep the messy parts in because it really is just Those are the the central components of most of our journeys.
0: Yeah, and I definitely relate to your journey of doing different things. I mean, that's something that I know I identified with early on, and I was like, and then I met you, I was like, oh, she's just cool. (laughs) Um, But appreciate that. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they they dabble in different things. And what one would think was maybe a negative, like, oh, these are disconnected, disjointed things, is actually something that appeals to a lot of people. So sometimes we can make the assumption like, oh, that's a negative thing, when actually it's a positive thing. And like, you won't really know that until you share it, right? No,
1: that that is very true. And I found that myself with just kind of sharing those parts of um my journey cuz for the longest i didn't even talk about like starting the nonprofit cuz i'm like this this is a weird little passion project i had that doesn't fit you know, yeah it doesn't fit and it's like okay branding agency that makes sense for brand coach but <laughs> nonprofit doesn't quite fit and so it wasn't until i started actually talking about those things that i really saw how much that resonated with people like you said with you for example and i've heard it from others of hearing like oh like she kind of has Gone with the different passions she's had in life. And so the same is true for all of us when we start talking about those things that don't quite fit in our story.
0: And then, so how can we incorporate, you talked a little bit about this, but those mistakes, or you talked about lessons mm-hmm. learned, how can we incorporate that into our brand in a way that really makes us stand out? I mean, you're journey, you know, to different avenues, I think that makes you stand out. Um, what are other ways that we can do that?
1: I think the biggest way in no matter how you choose to go about talking about it is just to be authentic. Um, I think that a lot of times we're taught to like leverage things. And I found the best way to leverage something is just be real about it. So I know for me, what even made me start kind of sharing the different components was talking about some of the other things I've heard others struggle with and then saying, okay, well, I have, you know, a moment in my story that relates to that. And this is kind of what I learned from it. Same thing, you know, with lessons. If for example, you know, there's something that like maybe your clients struggle with and that's a mistake that you've made before or a mistake you've made at some point, it relates to that thing. Just be authentic about it. Um, I find just kind of being open and sharing is the best thing that you can do with your brand to really have those things resonate with people and get the positive benefits of it.
0: Yeah, I think you're, you're so right. Like people are looking for that genuine connection. They're looking for those shared human experiences that connect us. And so is there a way that, you know, what parts to share, and what parts not to share? Because there's definitely can be some over sharing of some missteps. Yeah. we know we've all read the posts where we're like, "Ooh, No, maybe shouldn't have sh- had shared that. So how do you like what's your gauge for that?
1: So that's where I think the kind of authenticity comes into play of, you know, not just sharing to share, but like having an actual reason for it, I think is a very good gauge. It, um, asking yourself, okay, what do I expect others to benefit from this? And then also just think about how it plays into like the overall story that you've kind of already told. So, for example, with me choosing to pivot and rebrand last year, Part of that was like saying, "Okay, I'm going to help. I'm going to empower women to build their dream business. Well, I have to tell the story of how I got there. And so that's how I kind of gauge of what to include. And so the story of how I got there was, well, I created a business I didn't really like. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I've had moments in my journey where there were there were good and bad, but it never quite fit. It never quite was the thing that I wanted. And so in order to explain that, obviously, I have to tell about different stories, whether it be my branding agency, whether it be um, the nonprofit, like what got me to start talking about the nonprofit was, that was a time in my life where I was really challenged. And I got to do a lot of new and cool things that I had never tried before, like, speaking technically started there. (laughs) So I got on panels and all types of other things and had opportunities where I had to like pitch and talk about myself. And so that was all training for what I do now. And so that's why I talk about those things. But to make sure you don't have like those cringe posts, I just say that think, ask yourself, like, what do I expect people to actually gain from this? And then maybe reread it a few times (laughs) just to make sure. And, and also think about, you know, we always talk about the good side of um, being open and honest and sharing like mistakes, but it doesn't always read, it doesn't always read the same to everybody. So be okay with that too. That um, I've had some people like, they are like, oh, you're way too open for me. And that's fine. <laughs> um, so I think like, those are the things that you have to think about to make sure that you're not having like those cringe posts.
0: Yeah, I like that you brought up that what what is open and honest first. Some people might be too much and for others, it might be not, you know, be a big deal. So it's important to remember that people have different levels and you yeah. can't like please everyone. And then that, you know, it is about thinking about the person that you're trying to impact. It's less self focused and self-centered and it's more the value and what are they going to gain? And that is like such a really, I think, easy way to gauge like, oh, is this going going to really be impactful? And it's, I think it's kind of hard to like create that cringe post when you're thinking about impact, right?
1: No, I would agree with you that it's pretty hard when that, well, that's your focus and that's kind of where I've gone with it of the things that I'm more open about. And even the things I tell clients to be open about, it's always just thinking about who is going to be that end reader, who's the end person experiencing it and what kind of impact are you trying to have? And I think if you use that as your compass, it just makes it a lot easier, it, especially if you're willing to say, OK, I get that this may only land for the people this compass is pointing at and just not being as focused on kind of everybody outside of that.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, being genuine. And I think there is in those cringe posts, there is a sense of like really trying to trying too hard. Yes. Um, So I think that you're, Spot on when you talk about being genuine, being authentic. When you are in that space, it's hard to make a misstep because you're listening to yourself, right? You're honoring like who you are and what feels really good.
1: I always like to say, be real, authentic, not hashtag authentic. And hashtag authentic <laughs> is I love that. Yeah, it's the it's the Instagram authenticity that's a platform, obviously. Like we think of, but it's the idea of you know, like oh, I just woke up and I was late to start my day, and then my coffee's but like it's. As Kristen said, don't try too hard. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's just really coming from your heart, you've thought about the impact you want to have, you know who the audience is for it, you should be fine.
0: Hey friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to a free workshop that I created. It's called Launch a Binge-Worthy Podcast, and it's all about helping you to create a heartfelt podcast that reaches your soul listeners and grows your business. If you want access, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. Okay, friend, back to the show. Okay, so we talked about embracing your imperfect journey, how it's going to help you connect with others, build your confidence, help you stand out as this genuine person. And I think these are all really great ways for us to like grow those businesses that help people to create that, like where we we're just thrive yep. because we're just owning all the parts of us, right? And that's that's super important. I want to ask you before we hop off, what is your superpower?
1: As I thought about this, I technically have three and that's the best way to put it.
0: I love it. You're the first person to have three
1: <laughs> and I'm here for it. There's a um, there's actually a tool out there called What's Your Superpower? It's a card deck. It's by Psy Partners. P-S-Y Partners is the name. It's a consulting firm. They put it out. There's also an app that you can get on. I think both the Apple App Store as well as the Google Play Store. So I have the card game I found out about this years ago. And what I like about it is it puts you in these scenarios that you have to read and you don't know what's on the back of the card. You just know the scenario, the superpowers on the back. And so how you go through the deck is you go through it scenario by scenario, but you know, two two of them against one another and you choose which one's more authentic to you. And so then you get down to like the last you know one. And so I remember getting down to the last one and I was like, well, let me see what the other two were. And then that's why I was just like, well, I have three. (laughs) I'm just going to own that. So um, I'll give them to you in the order I got them. So my um, main one is problem solving. And it'll make more sense why I said I had three a second. And so all that means is I'm obviously just good at solving problems. I love just picking problems apart and solving them. I believe the second one that I got was pattern mapping which means that I see patterns in things. So things that others don't typically see patterns in, um, I can see like what something has in common. So I was very good at those puzzles as a kid of like, what do do these three things have in common? Very good at finding patterns. And then the last one is actually uh, visionary. So I'm really good at creating visions, but getting people to come on to and subscribe to whatever vision I have. So that's why I said I have three because I feel like all three have just worked together continuously.
0: Absolutely. I can see all those three working in, <laughs> in yeah. your uh, world. Yeah, Tiffany and I, you know, we tend to have these really long conversations. <laughs> yes. Every time we meet, we're supposed to meet for 20 minutes and then it goes on. Um, so I know a bit of her, you know, story and what's going on behind the scenes. And I can see all of those in play. And you have given me the most superpowers and the most interesting superpower creator. Like no one's told me about an app or a card game or... So that's
1: very interesting. I'm going to link to that in the show notes because it sounds like a great way to figure that out. It's great for team building. And um, funny enough, I... I, uh, I found out about it years ago, but where I really explored it was the nonprofit working with the youth. I wanted to teach them about superpowers. And so I was looking for tools. I found that one. Well, I remembered about that tool and then I decided to actually start playing around with it.
0: And it was
1: funny because we're, Planning to use this for teens and all the adults in the room. Like, I want to know what my superpower right. is. <laughs> and look at that! Look
0: at that "quote unquote" random nonprofit experience yes. coming into play on <laughs> this business podcast. So I love it.
1: It's a great tool, even from an entrepreneurship standpoint. If you are looking to build a team at some point, or even if you have, you know, a small team, maybe Ooh, it's you and a few yeah. other founders or even kind of a central crew, finding out what everybody's superpowers is, is really good because then you can understand like who's good at what and how to lean on each other. And obviously if you're building a team, it can help you figure out what you need. So maybe you find out that you're a visionary and you need somebody who's good at problem solving.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. We did something similar in my corporate job. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's called StrengthsFinder.
1: Finder. Yes, I've heard of the finder. Oh,
0: I love it, but I'm I'm down to do the power, the superpower version as well. But similarly, it's like you can see really what your strengths are, and I, I love anything that like highlights. You know, it's all about the strongest parts of themselves.
1: What were your strengths? I'm curious. Oh gosh,
0: mine first one I think was intellect.ion Which I guess I'm a thinker. Mm-hmm.
1: That makes sense.
0: <laughs> um, um, connection was one of them or connectedness. That also uh, makes sense. Yes. And one of them was all about being a learner.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So like a lifelong learner type thing or just a love of learning. It was both. It was it okay, like, it's not only about
0: learning the thing it's about the act of learning. Mm. And that makes so much sense to me because when I'm always seeking to learn and when yes. I'm learning,
1: like it literally feels good in my brain, and I, I don't that. know if
0: that's the dopamine or this, you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: no, that's I I totally get that, and that makes a lot of sense for you. I remember in college, uh, they had us take a personality. It may have been a personality test. I think it was a personality test, and so like my top marker was uh, I have a love of learning, and I was like, that makes so much sense because. I was the kid that like I got my parents up early not to go to the park. I wanted to go to the museum.
0: It's <laughs> <So laughs> adorable. <I> see little <laughs> Tiffany like let's go to the library or
1: let's go to the museum. I also liked the library. I'm like, "Mom, let's yes, go." Yes, I did. <laughs> so I I've, I've always been like that and I remember meeting my husband and he's just like, "You're a nerd." <laughs>
0: I am a full-on nerd, and
1: I'm I'm cool with it. You know, he's he's also a nerd. He's like an anime nerd. So yeah, different <laughs>
0: yes. things. My husband's a, like a comic book superhero, yep. World of Warcraft nerd. So yep. we have our <laughs> have that in common. <laughs> um, well, that's I'm so glad that I learned about your superpowers, and I got to share a little bit of my own, give the listeners some insight into uh, what my strengths are. Yes. This has been a great conversation. Thank you again for coming on the show. Before you leave, I want to make sure that everyone knows how they can be connected with you, get to know you a little bit more.
1: Oh, awesome. Yay. Uh, So uh, you guys can find me on my website, which is literally just my name, TiffanyAtkinson.com. You can also find me on Instagram. Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Do You Know Tiffany. So on Instagram, it's going to be the handle at Do You Know Tiffany. On Facebook, you can find my Facebook page by doing the handle as well. And then on LinkedIn, if you search hashtag Do You Know Tiffany, you'll find my page and my post. And um, last but not least, I also have a free quiz that I launched this year that I'm very proud of called the dream business kickstart quiz. So if you are you are an entrepreneur, you can take the quiz and find out a few really good things that are good to know in order to create your dream business. First is going to be what stage of business you're in, whether you're just getting started, whether in your growing phase or your scaling phase. Also, very important, how you currently feel running your business, which I know is not the typical thing that most quizzes do. But it was really important to me because I believe How you feel is extremely important to having your dream business. And then last but not least, you get a personalized report as well as support emails from me telling you based off of those two things, what type of steps you need to take to kickstart your dream business. So to start turning things around and get to a business that you not only love, but it is the business of your dreams.
0: Wow. That sounds like a lot of value. And I, I love me a quiz. So all of you other quiz lovers out there, make sure you click on the link that I will be including in the show notes to um, take that quiz and get connected with Tiffany. Tiffany, thank you so much for being here again for a second time. And as always, I just love chatting with you.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me. And as always, all the feelings are mutual. Thank you for sharing your strengths. They make so much sense. Like so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am who I am. I can't help it. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. And um, I'd love to connect with you guys. And also, I just wanted to take a moment and acknowledge all of the amazing work that you do. And when we first connected, I was just like, what? She's doing? You're doing what with people? Okay. So I just, I think it's great that you not only have the podcast, but that you're also helping women amplify their voice in that manner.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Tiffany. And I feel like we need something special to close out the show, but thanks everyone for listening. And like, if Tiffany and I ever do like a talk show together, you just got a little glimpse. It's coming.
1: It's coming. I'm speaking it into existence now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's on the vision board. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of podcast and Amplify. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And the best way to support this show is by sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. For those of you who leave a review, you'll get the chance to win a 30-minute strategy session or a mini audit of your existing podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember, your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.